0: Got a signal there. All right. Good. Well, guys, let's uh, I want you to turn uh, your Bibles this morning to Matthew 11, Matthew 11. Um, You know, I don't know. I've never preached through the gospel of Matthew. um, But this may be I know when I was very young in my faith and I was starting to commit myself to try to memorize scripture. Uh, this became one of the earliest scriptures that I can remember ever having committed to ministry, uh, ministry to memory. And um, it's always stuck with me for some reason. And I think today there's a reason why this God has a message for you. He has this word for you. And, and the title that I picked today as we look at Matthew 11 is, is Rest for the Weary. Um, now, you've probably often heard it said that there's no rest for the weary, no rest for the weary. And that's a, that's a common phrase, you know, is that we go through life struggles and we, we run into people and, and people may be very discouraged or they've just had a, a very difficult season of life and it just seems like one thing after another keeps coming and we just can't win for losing and we just look at ourselves, you know, I guess there's no rest for the weary, right? That's not true. This this entire passage right here, this this entire message that Jesus is is sharing with us here in Matthew chapter 11 is teaching us just the opposite, is that there is rest for the weary. Anybody weary today? Burdened down a little bit? I'm starting to to begin to wonder, like, is is this the norm in our life? Is this is this what is this what it's going to be like? Are we going to are we going to have to face more and more seasons and years of struggle and difficulty and disappointment and pain and suffering and sorrow and discouragement and I don't know. I I, I know that that God never promised this life to be what easy so Jesus has something to say about this here in Matthew 11 today and, and I think it's interesting I'm going to start in verse 25 I, I know I have here uh, verses 28 through 30 but back up with me if you look at if you have a Bible look, look at Matthew 20 11, 25 this being our, our fifth Sunday this being our family worship day I think it's interesting how Jesus connects this passage to little children if you see that in 11 Verse 25, look at what it says. It says, at that time, Jesus declared, he says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding, and you have revealed them to little children. What things? What things is Jesus talking about here? He goes on to say, Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me, entrusted to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. These words right here, guys, is just. I just want you to really li- open your ears right now. Just listen to what Jesus is telling you right now. He says, come to me. Come to me, all who are burdened, all who are weary and burdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So there is rest for the weary. He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your. for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we're going to get back in just a minute about why why is it that little children understand this concept more than maybe perhaps we do. I think it's going to be something very important as we go through this passage together because Jesus often tells us that that it's important as we grow up and we mature and we we become adults, right? It says somewhere along the way, we forget what it's like to be a what? Be a little child. And Jesus tells us on many different occasions, he says, listen, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, you need to be like a little what? A little child. Blessed are the children. He, he, he wanted the children to come to him to bless them because he said, such is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, you can learn so much from the heart of a little child, Amen. and we lose that along the way as we grow up, and we get hardened from life and the circumstances of life. so there is rest for the weary so what what are you weary of today? What's weighing you down well i made a I made a list here just as I started thinking about my life and as a pastor, your life, my own family, some of the struggles that we've faced and even most recently just honestly just been a very, very hard season. Just a really discouraging season of life. So the first thing that I thought about was that we're probably weary of this world. Does anybody feel weary of the world? Think about the world. I don't feel like we're supposed to be in this system. It's like we're we're just, something's not right, and, and you've got the financial stress, and you're distracted by all of this technology and entertainment, and we're busy with unending activities, and you just... You just seem to just kind of it's they call it the the rat race, you know. You do you feel like you're just stuck in this maze and you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you're really not getting anywhere. And I don't know if you can identify with that, but it just it wears you out. You're just like, is this life? Is this really it? You may be weary with the world. Maybe you're maybe you're weary of temptation. That that the devil is He's, he's telling you lies and he's telling you you're not good enough. Like we sang just a while ago, like fear is a liar, right? You're not worthy. You're not beautiful. You're not good enough. You're not you're not um, of any value that you can never be forgiven. God doesn't love you. Nothing's never going to change. And some of you are just you just getting beat up every single day. Just discouragement and fear and temptation. And, and you're just the, the devil is just attacking you. He's just he's assaulting you. He's accusing you. And it wears you down and you just get tired. Maybe you're weary of, of sin. Maybe you' maybe you're in the middle of a battle with the flesh right now. it's It's something that you've been struggling with or you you've really been battling over the years and and you may do okay for a little while and then, and then you fall back into it or you, or you turn back to that sin or whatever it may be, and you just you just feel defeated all over again and you just ask yourself am i ever going to overcome am i ever going to have victory over the flesh over my sin and you're just weary you're just tired of it maybe you're weary of sickness and pain maybe you're maybe mentally you're in mental or emotional pain you're hurting inside you're hurting emotionally you're hurting mentally you're suffering from anxiety or maybe it be depression maybe it's physical pain I was thinking about this today when I was preparing this message, you know, is that, that we oftentimes associate, you know, physical pain and, and, um, and physical ailments and things is, is that we think about when people start getting older and they start getting up into the, your senior adult years. You know, you start to feel really the effects of, of, the, of the fall just really begin to show themselves and you start having one problem after another and you're, and you're, you're tired when you don't feel good. You just you're sick and tired of being what? sick and tired and you just don't feel good and so it's like this physical just wears on you day after day after day after day but you know what I was thinking is that our generation these young people like the ones that we brought up here today let me tell you something else they're weary too and they may not be feeling the physical pain right now that some of you are are experiencing but do you know right now that the statistics will tell us that there is more anxiety and depression and suicidal tendencies in our young people than has ever been before. You see, they're, they're young, they, they have physical youth, but emotionally, mentally, they're weary, they're afraid, they're anxious, they're struggling. And then it's just, it's just the struggle in general. It's just the struggle is what? It's real. So wherever you may be today, I know that you're weary, you're tired, you're burdened, you're weighed down, and, and, and maybe you're not. Maybe you're, you're in a wonderful season of life. Praise God, hallelujah. I hope and pray it lasts a long, long time for you. But you, you know what it's like. If, if, if you've been there, you know what it's like. So what's this message that Jesus has for us today? He says, he says take my what? My yoke. Say, saying, listen, I know, you're, I know you're weary. I know you're burdened down. I know that you're struggling, that you're heavy laden is that word. But he says, come to me. That's the first thing. He says, come to me, right? But here's what we do, and here's what I do. I'm guilty of it. Is it many times when I'm battling discouragement or I'm struggling or I'm, I'm afraid or I'm anxious or whatever it may be, is it I'll go to everything, I'll turn to anybody else, I'll turn to anything else before I turn to who? To God. Why do we do that? I wish I knew. Um it's a lack of faith. It's a it's a bad pattern, it's a bad coping, you know, mechanism whatever it may be that that we just we'll, we'll get on our phone or we want to maybe we'll call a friend or maybe we want to veg out on TV or maybe we want to go, you know, whatever it may be and so we'll do anything else and turn to so many different things and even so many different people before we come to God and Jesus is telling us, okay, I know you're weary, I know you're struggling, I know you're burdened. He says, Come where? To me. Just come to me, right? First step. Well, what does that look like? Well, maybe just get we got to get quiet, we gotta get alone, maybe you need to get on your knees. I find out my prayer life is much more effective when I actually get on my knees if you're physically able to do that. Something about that posture. <laughs> remove, the, remove the distractions, whatever you gotta do, open up the word of God. Come to Jesus, step number one. But then he says, says, I will give you rest. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. Now, a yoke is symbolic. Obviously, when when you get the picture of a yoke, is that most times, that when, especially in the days of Jesus, when you're, when you're plowing the ground and you're trying to get the soil ready for, for planting season, is that you would have probably two donkeys or maybe two oxen, and you would pair them up with one what? With one yoke. And if you had one oxen that was more stubborn than the other, and they're not working what? Together, how's that, what, are you, what are your rows going to look like? They're going to be all out of whack, right, if they even get done at all. So what the, the, the picture right here that Jesus is painting for you and for me, he's saying, listen, this, and this is something we need to hear. He's saying there is going to be labor and work and struggle and difficulty and uh, all of these things are going to still be in your life. Like he, he's, not, he's not eradicating all those things out of our life immediately, right? I mean, that's not what the way my relationship with Christ is. He doesn't just make all your problems immediately go away. Again, he never told us it was going to be easy there's there's still work there's still the toil there's still the curse of sin there's still the fall all the effects of those things we still experience that and feel that but what he's saying come to me and take my what so what's he telling us he's saying we need to be joined together there's a there's a a partnership we need to be paired with and when we're paired with him, something amazing happens. That means that we're walking in the what? Same direction. It means we're walking with Christ in the same direction and that we are united to him, that we're paired with him, and that here's the, here's the beautiful thing about that picture, about taking his yoke upon us. Because what does he tell us? He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why is the yoke of Christ Easy. Let me tell you why I think it's easy. It's because he knows that as we walk alongside with him, we're going to get weary and worn down and weak. And in those moments, we might even start to stumble a little bit, and we could even what? We could even fall. But it is in those moments, what does Jesus do? He steps in. And he carries our what? He carries our burden. He carries our load. In other words, well, the way you look at it is that Jesus is always there with us. If we're paired with him, and we're in this relationship with him, and we're yoked to him, he always does the heavy lifting. So that even though we get weak, and we get worn down, and we get burdened, and we may stumble, or we may even fall, we don't quit because who keeps us going? he keeps us going he picks us up he helps us through he gets us back on our feet he gives us that steadiness that we need and the biggest thing that we need to understand is that he is always right there with us one of the greatest theological answers i think that we could ever ask to why does suffering happen why does god allow evil to happen you know what's the purpose of suffering in life and you know what? We could go down so many different roads try to answer that philosophically today. But here's the one thing that I think Christianity, the God of the Bible, offers us that nobody else offers us. It's like, yes, there's still going to be suffering in the world. Yes, you're still going to have sorrows. You're still going to have struggle. But the, what our God offers us is that he promises to be right there with us. I don't know about you. But if, if if struggles are going to come, if suffering's going to come, if discouragement's going to come, if all these trials and tribulations are going to come, I can handle it a lot better knowing that I have somebody where, right there with me to go through it with me. And it's not that we just have other people to go through it with us, which we do, but we have the God of the universe, Amen. the Savior of the world, the King of Kings, who says, "I will be with you." never leave you but it's hard Lord I know it's hard but I'm right here with you but I can't walk another step Lord I know you can I'll, I'll carry you but I'm weak Lord I know but my my power is made perfect in your way in your weakness that's what it means to be yoked to Christ that's why his yoke is easy that's why his burden is light he says take my yoke upon me and learn from me well, the reason that we are able to learn from him when we are yoked to him is because we're walking with him. Do you know that the speed of learning is walking? Do you know that there, there's like if you know if you're driving seventy down the interstate and you see the trees are flying by and you can barely catch a sign on the side of the road, it's very difficult to process information at that what at that speed. Do you know that our brains are, are designed so that we learn the most when we're in a At the pace of what? Walking. And Jesus is like, just walk with me and what? Learn from me because as you walk in this relationship with me and you begin to know my heart and understand who I am and and know how much I love you and know what my purposes are for you, is that you begin to learn and listen to him and follow his example. But the one thing we need to be careful that we don't do which goes back a little bit to that first step, come to me, he says, come to me, is that we need to be careful that when we are yoked to Jesus, that we're paired with him. Remember, we're supposed to be headed in the same way. But if we begin to veer off course, you see, that, that's when the relationship really begins to struggle. Because Jesus is going in his direction, and if we walk in unison with him and in, in harmony with him, everything's okay. But when we begin to get led astray and try to go off course, that's when we start working against him. Y'all see what I'm saying? He's going in one way. We're trying to go in a different direction. That's not going to what? That's not going to work out. We, we begin working against Christ and pulling in a different direction, and, and we're stubborn. Remember, what, what do we read in Psalm 81? The Israelites, they were so stubborn and hard of heart. We're no different. And so we can become stubborn and we start pulling in a different direction. And all of a sudden, if we're not careful, it will become so difficult that we will want to take the yoke off of us altogether. And then we're really in a mess. Because the minute that we shed this yoke of Jesus off of us and we try to go do it on our own, that's when we get into ourselves into all kinds of ways, All kinds of trouble. Amen. All kinds of pain. And we get out there in the world and make so many mistakes. Remember what I told you about little children? Why does he refer to little children? How he is, God has revealed these things to the little children, not to the wise and the understanding, people who are wise in their own eyes. But do you know why I think he's making a point here that little children get this concept more than anybody else? Here's what it all comes down to. Let's just be honest. A child will ask for Isn't that what Jesus is telling us right here? At the end of the day, what is He really talking about? He's saying, "Just come to Me and ask Me for what. Ask Me for help. See, a child so unassuming, a child doesn't have that that ego yet. A child doesn't have that pride yet, and so they are. They'll just come up to you. They're having a problem. They're they're, they're trying to get something done. Uh, they want to do build a project. They're they're trying to." fix a toy, whatever, you know, anything, anything. they have having a problem at school, they have homework or whatever it may be, they'll, they'll quickly, without even asking questions, they'll come straight to you and say, Hey, Mom, hey, Dad, will you what? Will you help me? Teach me. I want to know. Help me. But when we grow up and we become adults and we forget that we become so more and more independent and self-reliant and prideful, let's just be honest, is that at that point in life, not only are we less likely to ask other people for help because of our pride, but we will most likely fail to ask who? To ask God for help. God, will you help me? I can't do it anymore. I'm weary. I'm broken. I'm burdened. Ask for help. Come to Jesus. The last thing I'm going to share with you is this, and I just want to show you show you this one thing. It says, "All things." Jesus says in verse twenty things. He says, "Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father. Everything has been handed over to who? to Jesus." Does that include your burdens? Amen. Think about what 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 does Jesus provide for us? What 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 can we trust Him with when it all comes down to it? Everything has been entrusted to him so then we can trust him with all of our burdens, all of our struggles, all of our fears, just to name a few. He carries the burden of our past sins. Okay. You see, many of us can never get past the past. And we stay there because we don't believe that Jesus has taken the burden of our what? of our sin. Do you believe that Jesus has taken the burden of your past sin? He has. That's done and over with. It's 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 been it's been it's finished. That's what the, he said from the cross. It is what? It's finished, it's done with. So why are we keep going back there? That's the question I have to ask myself that why do I keep going back there when God tells me it's what? It's finished, it's over, it's paid for. He took that burden on the cross for our sins. He also carries our burdens each and every day by meeting our most basic and our most essential what? Needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Are you worried about your finances? Are you worried about your health? Are you worried about your relationships? Are you worried about your basic needs? God says, I got you. Do you trust me? That's what it all comes down to. Trust. Do you trust him? He is he carries our burden of death. We have several people in our congregation right now that are battling cancer. They're, they're on, they're on the, the doorstep of death. All of us in this room are going to have to face that reality one day, right? It may be today, it may be tomorrow, it may be 20 years from now, but that day is what? It's coming. We, it's inevitable. We cannot We cannot get around that. But Jesus takes that burden, that fear of death, because he is the only one who has overcome the grave. That's why everything's been entrusted to him, and and that includes death itself. He died for us. He was resurrected from the grave so that we would not have to fear, what, death anymore. You don't have to be afraid to die. I would say that for 99% of the people in this world, Especially those who do not know God, do not have a relationship with God, whether they admit it or not, the number one fear that they have is what? They're scared to death, literally. Scared to die. So as our praise team comes up, I'm going to leave you with one more scripture, and that is from John chapter 16, and Jesus tells us this. He says, in this world you will have trouble. There is a yoke. Don't miss that, right? There's still a yoke. It's still labor. It's still work. It's, it's still difficult. There's, there's difficulty that comes with living in this world, the world system, the, the curse of sin, our flesh, the devil, all those things. They don't just magically disappear when you come to put your faith in Jesus and you're yoked to him. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have what? You're going to have trouble. But then he said what? But be of good courage. Take heart, because I what? Overcome, the Overcome this world. <coughs> That's why Jesus can say, come to me. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Because he's gentle, humble in heart. And listen, this is what he tells us. He says, and you will find rest for your souls. Your soul. Your body may still be in pain, but you can find peace Where? Your finances may still be a mess, but you can still find peace where? In your soul. Your relationships still may be strained in your family, but you, Jesus says, I'll still give you rest where? In your soul. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the rest that we need because if all this other stuff isn't going to just go away, if we're still going to have to walk through this life, at least he's there with us, at least we can walk through this life with Jesus, and he promises to give us that peace and that rest in our heart and our soul in our mind. So that even though those things are still there, Jesus says, everything's going to be what? Everything's going to be okay. Everything ultimately can be okay with him and in him. And so as we sing one more song, guys, I just want to lead you in a prayer. And I just hope and pray that this message was encouraging to you. Because I know you're weary. I know you're tired. I know you're burdened. I know you're discouraged. Jesus said what? Come to me. So, Father, as we pray, I just pray that we would not run anywhere else before we run to you, Lord. I pray that we would put all fears aside, we would put all doubt aside, Lord, and that we would truly, right now, just truly just come to you to lay it all down at your feet and just ask for help. That's all we got to do, Lord. Sometimes it's just that simple. Lord, we just say, Lord, help us. Help me. I can't do it anymore. Everything that we've been trying, and just not working. All the, all the other options, all the other um, plans that we're trying to do to fix our problems, Lord, they're just not working. So, Lord Jesus, we just ask you, just, just help me. I can't do it anymore. I need your rest. So, Lord, wherever we may be today, I pray that they, we would find your rest. In Jesus' name.